The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. Carissa, we're back with another podcast. What number is this for you? Uh, nine. You've nine. No, how, how many? I, I, do you know how many you've done? Me, this might be three or four. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it seemed like uh, I don't want to say it seems like more. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but I, 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 <laughs> I think we just talk a lot. We do Maybe. talk a lot. That's Maybe probably that's what it is, and I just always assume there's a microphone in in front of us. <laughs> I understand you just got back from Boston, right? And you got I a did. chance to see Fenway Park. And did you see the Green Monster? You know, the Green Monster is. I did. Yeah, okay. didn't get to sit up there. You weren't sitting those up are, there. Those are the pricey seats. Are they? Yeah, oh, I guess apparently. probably just because they're famous. Yeah. Well, so, all right, Carissa, is you You have an HR background. You also have a legal background. You're a, you're a treasure trove. Don't hold trove that against me. I know okay. lawyer jokes inserted, right. inserted here. But but this, you know, we, we want to talk today, I, I think using sort of your treasure trove of experience, we yeah. want to talk about doing one-on-ones and and... I've had a lot of people ask me about doing a podcast on one-on-ones because they know they're supposed to do them. They know mm-hmm. that they're crucial, but you know why and and how and all of that stuff. So let's let's start with the why. Why are one-on-ones considered so crucial for leaders? Yeah, no, I, and I get the same questions, Clay. And I I'm a huge proponent of one-on-ones. And you know, you remember when we read the book? Uh, it's the manager, right? Yeah. A couple of years ago, that was Gallup's book on it's the manager. Kind and of the follow-up to first break all the rules. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and if you read that, uh, it talked you through kind of all the different. T- points with employees. So the one-on-one is really the check-in, right? If you read it's the manager, it's the manager, it's the check-in. And you know what Gallup help helped us realize in that book is that the demands of a workforce have really changed. Yeah. Um, you know, in the past, a job was a paycheck. Um, that's what it was all about. But today, Gallup's helped us understand that people want a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. They they want uh, when they go to work, it's about being satisfied with their job, feeling like they are serving a higher purpose. They're contributing. Yes, they're contributing, and they're also looking to be developed. Um, They don't want a boss. They want someone who's going to be coaching them and working with them and helping them accomplish things, helping them uh, succeed, helping them grow. They don't want an annual review. Uh, they they want ongoing conversations. Annual reviews seem insincere, right? Like once they a year do. sitting down and saying, here's what you're good at. Here's what yeah. you're bad at. We'll see you next year. <laughs> and uh, surveys have shown that 86% of employees actually think that annual reviews are inaccurate. They, yes. they don't think that they're actually very worthwhile doing anymore. And some people are saying that the annual review is dead. And I don't necessarily think I disagree with that hmm. because what you should be doing, right, is giving ongoing feedback, ongoing attention to your yeah. employees um, and making sure that we are developing them and that we are real time helping them be successful. 
Um, so that's what these conversations need to be about, right? How yeah. can you be successful in this role? What are your strengths? Let's make sure we're encouraging people to keep doing that and then giving them that constructive feedback when they're doing things that aren't helping them be as successful. Yeah, that strengths focus. Is it Gallup that does the is the strengths finder test, yeah. right? Clifton they do that strengths. at the, the Clifton yeah. strengths. If you, that's if right. If you get the Gallup, it's the manager, you get a free pass to do one of those for yourself to see yeah. what your strengths are. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. I, you know, the other thing that I found fascinating, and it comes from the same book, uh, the, the those those money ball questions, if you've ever heard yeah. me talk about the 11 money ball questions and and how these are the answers that most strongly coincide with whether or not an employee is going to be engaged in their job or not. Right. right? right. So so talk to me about which, you know, the the some of the money ball questions that are checked off by an ex- by a successful one on one. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, all of them are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's go through a few of them. Um, I, I know what's expected of me at work. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we being clear with folks on what success looks like in their role and having ongoing conversations about that? Um, in the last seven days, I've received praise or recognition. So this is an opportunity to, right? do yeah. to do it if you haven't done a, done a, a quick connection with them maybe and and praise them. Someone at work seems to care about me as a person, right? Making sure that they are connecting either with you or they have other connections in the workplace. And I think that there's a corollary. I have a best friend at work too, right? And making sure that they aren't feeling isolated, that they do have coworkers and that they're working well together with those coworkers. So these aren't all about business. This is a chance to just connect as well. Correct, correct. Uh, someone at work encourages my development. Hmm. Uh, my opinions seem to count at work, right? This is a, a great time during the one-on-one to be sure that uh, you're seeking their opinions, right? You're seeking their advice. You're bouncing things off of them, and you're incorporating that feedback into how you manage yeah. your your department or your organization. Uh, our, our mission makes me feel like my job is important. Uh, this is a great time, especially for a newer employee, right, uh, to be going over core values or, you know, just sort of teaching them concepts that maybe some of us who've been here for a while yeah. are, are really familiar with. So this gives you a little bit of quiet time to do that with them individually. In the last six months, someone has talked to me about my progress and in the last year, I've had opportunities to grow. Well, this really does go through almost all of them, I know, right? Because we're going to take a t- some time during check, the one-on-one check. to talk about development, to talk about progress, uh, make sure they feel like they're they're getting that attention and they're getting those opportunities to grow, be it, you know, taking courses or, you know, shadowing other people or given being given new projects to work on. Makes me think. I, I almost wonder if my in my one-on-ones, I should have this list of things and and make sure that I'm checking off several of these at least, you know, every other one or right. quarterly or whatever it may be, uh, just to make sure that I'm accomplishing all these things. That's uh, that's that's a really interesting because I'm always pushing these money ball questions, and I think, wow, we really take care of a lot of these. Okay, so that's the why. We I, that 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 sells me very well on the why. Let's let's go to the how and the what because okay. I think a lot of times leaders will hesitate to hold these because they're just doing it to to check the box to say that I've done it, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really know how to do it effectively. So so talk 
to us. Let's let's get into how to make these more effective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I actually engage in that practice myself. I do have a list of these areas, mm. and I just sort of keep it in front of me when I'm doing the one-on-ones, to, just as a guide to make like, sure. Like, did I, I accomplish this? Yeah, I'm did touching I, on it. Just, and, okay. I need cues, right? I I'll, I'll go off on a tangent with somebody. So this helps <laughs> me just regroup. And like you said, I may not touch all of these areas every time, but it's at least going to cue me um, so that I do touch them at least over the course of of several Mm. one-on-ones. So number one, how's the employee doing, right? (laughs) How the heck are you? Building that relationship with with your employees. I mean, especially if they're newer, right? Getting to know them a little bit more on a personal level. Um, Recently, there was a Harvard Business Journal uh, article on belonging that, you know, we all, I think, understand as human beings, social belonging is a fundamental need of ours. Um, but this this article did research um, or talked about research where it indicated that 40 percent of people feel isolated at work. Mm. Um, and, and when people feel that they belong, that they are connected with those that they work with, you see increased job performance, reduced sick time higher net promoter scores, satisfaction scores, Mm. you know, when when we're doing surveys. So well-being, emotional well-being, um, making sure people aren't burning out, that's a really important part of your job as a manager and a supervisor. I I think it was you. I I recently in a training, what we did is we watched the Legacy of Leadership video of my dad, right? And I think it was your comment that you made. Was it you that said when he asked, how are you doing uh, he really wanted to know how you are doing. Do you remember if that was you? You're not I sure. No, I didn't mean I to put you on this. I, I know what I said. You or, I didn't say that. But I didn't. You or Beverly, maybe yeah. it was. But but I, I made a list of things that, so what I did in the training is I said, I want you to write down things you want to change about yourself as a leader. Yeah. And the thing I wrote, one of the things I wrote down was, I want to intentionally ask, how are you doing? Instead of, yes. I flippantly ask it, hey, how are you doing? I, 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 need to become more sincere in that question. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, no, I, I, I feel idea. like that's yeah. what you're saying here. I, I think all the time about how the, the I mean, Connor would know this, the, the harshest punishment in prison is extreme isolation. You remember that, Connor, when you misbehave? Connor, have you been in prison? Is Why are we asking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but it's extreme isolation, right? It's not, it's not yelling. It's not punishment. It's, it's you isolate people. And I and I feel like what you're saying is you need to help the employee not feel so isolated. They need to feel connected. Absolutely right. And this is your opportunity that if right you're you're getting that impression that we're making yeah. sure they're reaching out a little bit more to this employee, involving them more, maybe in meetings, um, introducing them to people, um, just kind of making sure right that they do feel like they belong in our workplace. And that will probably relax them for the rest of this conversation. Absolutely right. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, good. Yeah. And then you can also segue in number two, monitoring their workload. Too much, mm. not enough, just right, you know, Goldilocks. Is that, do you just ask in. that generally? Do you just yeah. say, hey, how's your workload? How do you feel? Uh, yeah, absolutely. How's okay. your workload right now? And let's and let's dig into that. You know, what have you been doing in this last week that you loved? What have you been doing that you hated? And how can I support you, right? And, and making sure that your workload is is fair, that you're able to accomplish it, that we're getting you the help or support or expertise that you may need. A lot of times here at the service center, you know how we're structured. It's 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 
more informal, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. just look up, you know, who has this knowledge or that knowledge. I can usually connect them with somebody who's done that before mm. that can give them examples. So we have a lot of expertise here that um, in my role, I'm, I, I'm fortunate enough to know kind of who to point them in the direction of, right? So this is your opportunity to help guide them, right? You're, you're coaching, right? Or helping yeah. them be better and successful at what they do. So how much work they have is super important. And it really is connected to their well-being. Do you ever have people say, I don't have enough work? You know, you can, here and there, yeah, yeah not, not like like they're enough. not being kept busy. In the, okay, no, I could do more. I feel okay. like I could do more. That's it. So yeah, yeah. Because I almost picture leaders being afraid to ask that question, because you know we're constantly pushing for efficiency yeah. and we're constantly. But but I think even just in asking the question and letting them be heard and being able to express, this yeah. is how I feel. I, I, it's a simple question that I honestly don't think I've ever asked in a one-on-one. So right. that's why I, I well, point that out. I, I think we all know, right, especially over the last couple of years, burnout has been such a big, big yeah. issue for employees. Yeah. This is your opportunity to help them avoid that, right? Um, a lot of times, too, I find employees, um, they put a lot of um, high expectations on themselves. Mm. And sometimes as their their coach, right, we need to make sure that they understand Listen, that's not our expectation of you. I don't expect you to be taking calls 24-7, right? And and setting realistic expectations for them and maybe helping them work through some of those issues. That's good. That's one I'm going to add to mine. All right. I'm going to move on to number three. Yeah, what's the next one? How the organization or the facility or your department is doing, Mm -hmm. right? Making sure that they feel connected and they know what's going on. Um, within whatever their sphere is, right? If it's a department, for example, are we making sure that they understand, um, you know, financials, vision, bigger picture, how the organization is doing? Um, this is your time to maybe focus on some core values if this person's a little bit newer. So this is you sharing with them kind of a transparency. Yeah. Hey, I want I want to update you on things that are happening yep, here. Yep. And, and, th- and this is also a good time to ask them what they think about that, right? Yeah. Or how did they feel like they could contribute? to that. For example, right now we have a rally cry on customer second. Yeah. Make sure that I'm checking in with them. We've talked about it as a department, but what what have they been doing to work towards it? Or have they re- do they recognize somebody maybe I don't know that something's going on and they can tell me what someone else is working on it. So this is this is you're saying this is interactive. You're you're giving transparency of data and then asking them, "Hey, how how is your department doing? How are you doing within your department? Right. How do you feel like you're adding to this yep. data? So it's an it's a exchange yes. of information there. Yep. And if there's something that we we have a concern about, we know that's coming up. How do you think we can plan for this? Yeah. Right. I know. Right now we we're talking about you know maybe in Q3 experiencing some headwinds with reimbursement making sure they understand that issue. What can we do as a department to prepare for that, right? This is that time where we can just dialogue together and do some brainstorming maybe. See, all of that data is a big difference for me because I could see myself going into this conversation and saying, hey, so how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. Kind of like that that, that, uh, training video, Green and Clean, right? Where the, the dad says to the boy, hey, how's it going, son? Just fine, dad. Until he says, okay, let's walk around. Let's take a look at the yard. Right. And that's what causes him to, you know, burst into tears and realize, okay, there's things that I need to change. When you're doing this, how are you doing piece with a lot of data, mm-hmm. then it becomes a lot more powerful. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. That's good. All right. Okay. What's the next one? Number four, feedback. And and one of the things I recommend too is that you, as you start to get to know your employees or you're starting these meetings, that you create an expectation that this is the space where 
I'm going to give you feedback and I would like you to give me feedback mm. as well. So just create that expectation up front so it's not shocking to folks. Does the order of that matter or no? Not so much. Not so much. Just, just let's have it be an exchange? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I, and I know um, I won't spend a lot of time on receiving feedback as, as a supervisor. Okay. Um, sometimes you have to push people to give you feedback. Right. So they you feel may, safe? Yeah. I, 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 exactly. Right. And they know you really do mean it. And you may need to give them exa an example like, uh, hey, that presentation last week. I kind of felt like it fell flat. You know, I, I mm. delivered I delivered that message last week. What was your impression of that? And, and so you're almost some... greasing the wheels a little yeah. bit to give them a chance to yeah. comment on it. Because I, I think a lot of employees will say that was great. That was fine. right when you <laughs> you know yeah no I, th I thought that went really well. But I, like give them some specific examples of things maybe you didn't think you did well yeah. and ask them to help you to show that you're open to that. I'm I, I don't think I did very well at that. What do you think? How could I have done better at that so yeah. that you can get some feedback? Because I think we all struggle sometimes on receiving feedback. And then how you respond when they give that to you. I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to think because we all say that we're willing to receive that feedback. But I think there's things that we unintentionally do that then make them feel less safe to give it. Exactly. And we've just got to be very conscientious of how we respond when we tell. You do. You need to go yeah. into this being open, right? And willing and yeah. kind of get in that headspace. But I think it's a it's a great way to get feedback for yourself. But primarily, hopefully we're giving feedback right. to them in this in this meeting. And this is part of coaching, right? Um, and the, the best way for feedback to be effective is if you have a relationship of trust with this employee. Mm -hmm. So um, when an employee, you know, they when they feel value, when they feel trusted, um, they have that relationship with you, um, then they're going to be more willing to learn from the feedback that you give them and less likely to reject the feedback. Mm -hmm. And again, research has shown that um, you probably need at least three to five really positive moments with a coworker uh, before constructive feedback can be accepted and offered for the purpose that it's intended. So right? if we're really good at sharing the specific positive things they're good at, mm -hmm. when these other tougher conversations come up, it, it's a lot easier because they have psychological safety. Absolutely. They know you think these great things about them. Now let's talk about some of these things that we right. could be better at. Or, or I think you could be a little bit better at. And let me give you some hmm. examples of that. Um, and remember, right, we, we're going to get more of what we praise, mm -hmm. but then we that doesn't mean that we have to ignore the things um, maybe that weren't done well, because that's our opportunity to coach, right? And give them the tools and the feedback yeah. and the direction they need to be better at that. Um, so, you know, having that relationship of trust, developing a little bit of that personal relationship with them so that they know you and they, um, you know, know that you have their best interests at heart, having that positive feedback, and then, you know, maybe maybe getting into more constructive feedback as you've built that relationship, yeah. establish that with them. That That's more of the time to do it, not out of the gate when they're right. <laughs> newly reporting to you. Um, so uh, well, sometimes we feel, okay, I've got to talk to him about this. And we, we, we prepare ourselves, then we have those hard conversations. And, and it's so much, I, I think of the people that are, that tell me tough things all the time. But when I know, one, they just want the best thing for the organization and they want the best thing for yeah. me, I, it's a lot easier to take because yes. it's still sometimes a little bit hard to take because I want to think that I'm doing well. It's always hard. Right? Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's always hard yeah, and, and for, for all of us. Maybe if we just express that expectation that, hey, some of these things we say are going to be hard, 
Uh, and that's why I like that we get in the habit of asking for feedback and pushing for feedback and greasing the wheels, like you say, mm-hmm. so that it becomes an exchange. Mm-hmm. This yeah. sounds like a very two-way one-on-one that you're describing. Absolutely. And that, yeah. that's yeah, what I mean, I'm getting from this. Obviously, the primary purpose is to focus on them. We want them to feel like this is their time. Right. But, you know, I, it's it's we just it's hard to get feedback um, for yourself. And then by asking for the feedback, you're also helping them learn how to give feedback. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a train. Important. It's a coaching opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like so another that. tip about feedback. Okay. Because um, honestly, quite frankly, we could do a whole podcast. Right. On feedback. <laughs> right. Um, and I don't think we get enough training on how to deliver feedback. Yeah. Um, but another point is don't be angry or frustrated when you're going to give it. Right. All of us have had a moment where somebody in our team has done something or said something that you're just, you can't believe it. You're kind of beside yourself about it. And you want to storm down to their mm-hmm. office or give them a call right away and just, you know. Connor does this to me all the time. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. So I'm glad yeah. he's here listening to he's this. He's a real hothead, yeah. that Connor. Um, but super important um, that we get in the right headspace to deliver some tough feedback. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. Yeah, yeah. And I love Vulnerability this, this sort of and, quote by yeah. her where she says, you're ready to give feedback when you're ready to sit next to somebody and not across from somebody. Hmm. And the nice thing, too, is sometimes I'll get that feeling about an incident that happens like in my department. And I know the one on one is going to be for Thursday and maybe it's Monday. And I'll say, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to talk about this during the one on one because mm-hmm. that gives me a little bit of space between Monday and Thursday to get in that place where I'm ready to sit next to that person and give them the feedback hmm. in a way that's constructive and isn't knee-jerk and isn't angry yeah. because there's nothing worse than that kind of experience um, with your with your boss, right, or your supervisor, yeah. where you feel like you're being chastised or attacked. That's not, that's not going to help. It, it becomes ego-driven instead of, like, facts-driven and, and trying to find the right solution. Right. Yeah. We don't want them to be focused on us attacking them. <laughs> you know, we want yeah. them to be focused on what happened and how we avoid that from happening again and how we build the skills to to do better next time. That's a good, you know, reference to our, our podcast on Parting Ways with Partners where we took mm-hmm. kind of that email that Christopher had sent a while yeah. ago, right, and and the whole concept of of you shouldn't ever terminate somebody when you have those feelings if you if those feelings come up postpone it like like take some time away right. to be able to think about it more so right. it's not emotionally driven right. and do it in the right way and do it in the way you would want to be treated yeah. if you were sitting at, across the table yeah okay yeah, absolutely all right good um, an, another um point uh, on on feedback is be specific um, be specific and, tr- and give the feedback as close in time as possible to the behavior. Um, so it may not always be something that can wait to the your one-on-one, but it just if you can provide detail and if that person has the memory of what that incident was, it, it will be more impactful and easier for them to correct. Mm. If they can remember what their motivations were and why they acted that way, it'll it'll help them reset. So, And I think that's true with the positive feedback as well, right? Be yeah. as specific as possible instead yeah. of... Hey, you're, you're doing awesome. a great job. Like <laughs> uh, you are really good at this. And I, this this time when you interacted with that person, I loved it. Yes. Th- thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. yeah. Just telling people they're great. Yeah. Isn't isn't really going to help them be better. Yeah. Um, we need to give specifics of what they did to get that project over the finish line yeah. you know, in a timely fashion, et cetera. You know, that that's the kind of um, of detail we need to be giving to them. Uh, and, and also, I, I think 
um, when you're giving specific feedback, it's good that you've observed it, right? You're not just repeating what other Hmm. people have said, Um, you know, and and it's it's really important, um, you know, that we kind of try and understand where where they were coming from. you know, maybe, you know, last week when when we were asking if anybody could help so-and-so, um, you didn't speak up. Could, could you help me understand why yeah. you didn't um, volunteer to help out then? I know I know you have some maybe some additional time or I know your workload hasn't been so heavy lately. Mm-hmm. You know, is there a reason why you didn't speak up and ask and, and offer to help out, you know, and kind of give them that specific example versus, well, me and your, co- and your coworkers think you're lazy. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, that's not going to help anybody. We need to. You it's know. not high school anymore, where yeah. you're trying to get your posse behind you to validate you. Yeah, that that's not going to help anybody. So let's let's just you know sit down with them, sit next to them, and and figure out why they didn't feel like they could help out somebody who needed some help. If somebody else saw a behavior and they're bringing it to you, is your response to encourage that person to? directly have the conversation absolutely right instead of saying hey this was brought to my attention and i need to talk to you that feels very corporate if you have to say that you're probably not the right person right okay feedback that's good um so absolutely yeah really good point um and then you know try to limit constructive feedback to only one or two items otherwise it starts to even if you have a list of 10 prioritize them say prioritize them <laughs> and and are they all different points of feedback yeah or, that's or true are they just a trend do they stem from a similar a principle or behavior right right okay. all right okay so that's i forget good. where we are. there we are number four or number five connor have you been tracking uh professional development because remember one of them on developing people yes right? so number five is professional development and this is the one where i will admit i probably don't touch on this every one-on-one Um, but you do need to focus on it, right? We know it's one couple of the money ball questions. Um, And we also know that your best and highest potential employees want to learn. They want to grow. They want to master new new skills. um, That that learning releases endorphins. It makes you feel good, right? It makes the human brain. It makes your body feel good. And I think we also know from research that um, folks at about four years – kind of tap out of of the their current position they're looking to move on they're looking for a promotion yeah. and honestly i mean that's some of the research i've read but i honestly think today people i think it's even less than four years where yeah. they're looking to move on to the next level or so why do we hesitate do our leader do leaders feel incapable of doing this do they feel like this is going to require more effort on their part to prepare or or what do i have to develop them with because I know it's it's several of the money ball questions. Somebody cares about my progress. I have opportunities to grow, you know, all these different things. And yet I almost feel like this is the one we don't have time for. Yeah. Is that and, what and it then, is? You know what? And but I they think, crave it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and listen, you can your employee can probably drive a lot of this. They know where they want to go. They mm. know the course they want to take. So even if you feel That's like you're idea. not sure, right, ask them to research it. Like, what is the, like, I had somebody who wants to be a project manager. Hmm. I know nothing about project management. Help me. Will you do some research and, and come back to me and let's look at what courses you could take in hmm. project management so idea. that I can help you, right? And then in the meantime, I might ask a few people I know who are more familiar with that career and, and see what I can come back to you with. Um, but yeah, you, we've got to be thinking about growing and developing people and looking for opportunities for them. And, and you know, and maybe... Maybe some people feel like I don't want to lose them, that if they mm. grow and development and develop, they're they're gonna move on. Um, but I think 
given so who we are. How do we, we fix are, that? Do we just do we state from the beginning, hey, I want you to be as successful as possible, whether that's with me or somewhere else? Yep. That's it, Clay. I mean, I think we all right. I think we all understand that we may not always have the next role for that person to grow mm-hmm. into. But, um, you know, our core values are passion for learning, right? And love one another. We want them to succeed. And if we don't have that opportunity for them or that opportunity isn't available somewhere within the organization, then they may move on. But then they'll move on in a a way that is friendly um, and they will be a champion for us when when they exit. And learning to let go, right, is, is, I think, really important. Even though it's so hard to find great, good people these days, I get it, right? But at the same time, they're they're going to leave one way or the other, right? Also, so, I mean, they might as well do it in a way where they feel like they were supported and 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 that we got their best work while they were with us. I, I think if I check myself and make sure, okay, do I really care about their progress? Right? I mean, this is what we talked about in the last annual meeting, this Ubuntu concept, mm-hmm. that if my success is determined by how many other people I make successful, mm-hmm. if that's truly my mentality, and they know that, I think it would take a pretty incredible opportunity to draw them away from me mm-hmm. because you feel safe with somebody that you feel like has a vested interest in your your progression and your right. growth. Right, right. No, and that's a place where you want to do everything you can to stay, right? Yeah. You, you, so hopefully we, with that, right, it encourages them to focus on areas where they can progress with us. This this is the leadership and the self, self-deception in the box, out of the box with the person. If I'm in the box yeah. with the person, I want them as a tool for me to yep. make my life makes easier. Makes my life easier. Yeah. Yep. But if I really care about them and their humanity, that's all I focus on, even if that in the end causes me to lose them. Okay, so so that's the that's the one-on-one. One of the things that I know I it's 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 a little bit inherent in me. I think it's part of my predictive index and other things like that. I I I I will have the discussion, I'll talk about those things, I'll develop the leaders mm-hmm. and then I just send them off and I the follow-up. I'm, right. I'm not very good at the follow-up on the details, yeah. and that's something I need to fix. Can you talk yeah. to us about that, yeah. how you yeah. do that better? You know, I, I'm a big uh, – it's the lawyer in me, probably document it, yeah. right? If you're not documenting it, it didn't happen. And quite frankly, my memory's starting to fade. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, it's a great to keep keep notes on your one-on-ones. I, I have some leaders I know use a spreadsheet. Um, some use a binder, you know, a one-on-one notebook binder. Some use Outlook. Um, they, they write essentially themselves an email and they, they mm. document all of the and it's time and date stamped and they have that in a folder dedicated to that employee. So whatever, you know, approach you, works for you, um, just document it somewhere with your thoughts, things that you covered, metrics, um, you know, projects that, or goals that you've agreed upon with, with that employee so that you can look back on that. It's great to have that, um, A, to prepare for their annual review, right? When mm-hmm. you go to do a review and and look at giving them um, that compensation increase. And it's good just to have in, in the event um, you do have to go down a performance management route with somebody. You can take a look back and see, are these areas that mm. we've repeatedly talked about and um, we're not making the progress that we really should be? And maybe we need to progress to something a 
a little bit more formal when it comes to performance improvement. Then with each following one-on-one, are you saying, hey, last time, just as a reminder, we talked about this? Is it just like a quick yeah. reading of minutes or something no, like I mean, that? I but if you're if you're following up on something that you agreed to would get done, mm-hmm. or if you're following up on a behavior that needed to get corrected, or if you've given them some homework, like career mm-hmm. development, you were going to come back to me yeah. and give me so some, a list that... of project management courses that you could take. That's what I might use that for. But yeah. otherwise, it's just more of a little bit of a running record. I mean, quite frankly, I, I think we're, we are moving more to probably not doing annual reviews. I mean, that's where just where I see the workplace right. going and where you have an annual compensation review. Mm-hmm. But it's really just based off of your one-on-ones and your quick connects. So it's nice to have some of that documented yeah. so that you feel good about where that compensation increase should be. And I actually like separating the compensation increase discussion from any of these reviews because I almost feel like when it's tied, when it's, when it's you know, the same conversation, they're almost discounting and they're like, hey, well, so what's my raise? Right. <laughs> get, get past right, all this right. feedback. Tell me what my raise is. And I, I so I, I the, like having them separate. This would make it very simple, right? You, yeah. We're talking about performance and you during these conversations. And then we just have that comp yeah. review. But the comp review the increase, right, is going to be based off of performance. So you do need something to make you, I right. think, for me anyway, yes. distinguish between somebody who might get a 2% and somebody who might get a 3%. They're not right? getting a raise for being here another year. They're getting a raise because of all this progress that's happened in those notes. Right. And, and I, those should definitely be tied. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, I, use a, I use a spreadsheet for my, and it's it's one of the columns of the spreadsheet is, is what are you going to accomplish next quarter? I do mm-hmm. quarterly reviews. And, and so when I go to the next review, it's okay, we said we were going to accomplish this. How did how did we do? Right, right. Let's right. let's walk around the yard and see if it's green and clean. Right, right. right. That accountability. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I'd mention too is is try and schedule these. Mm. If you leave it to just hey, we're going to catch up with each other when it happens, it won't. It really it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And I have found that that time with you is really important to those that report to you. You may not think so, but they are disappointed when you're not making that time for them. And if you cancel that time for them, they're disappointed too. Yeah. So really try and maintain a regular cadence on it. I mean, I get it, right? Stuff comes up, things happen. Um, But if you are going to cancel it, try and immediately reschedule it and make that time because that conveys that you value them and that they're important to you. Uh, and I, I, I know most leaders don't see this, but I see it. I talk to a lot of employees. I've seen it, it really matters to them. And if you do, I, I know things do come up, but whatever whatever surpasses this, that's how they feel in importance, right? I mean, that's they they've they've been diminished in their own eyes that how they think you see them, yeah. their importance when we when we don't hold these appointments sacred, documented, memorialized, then they just think, well, I mean, they can't think Clay really cares about my progress because every little thing that comes up surpasses this. Right. And I've seen that a lot, yeah. in the, unfortunately, in, in this organization yeah, and prioritizing it. So this is this has been really good for me. I, I, uh, I, there's a lot of things that I want to do differently. Any, any parting words for anyone that's listening right now? Yeah. You know, I guess the last thing I would add is it's never too late to start, right? If you've been in your role for two years and you haven't been doing this with the folks that report to you, start now. Yeah. You know, don't don't um, don't delay. Um, it, you know, you can you can let them know, listen, 
I haven't really done a great job of connecting with you regularly and I want to do better. Yeah. You know, mo- model the behavior you want to see in them, right? Acknowledging that I, I have failed and I want to do better. Um, I, I think that's huge. So, you know, don't let fear of not having done it um, prevent you from starting it now because it's super important. And especially now when we need to be doing everything we can to show employees how much we value them and we care for them and we care about their progress yeah. and we care about them as a person. Start now. It's such a simple concept. You remember the Lencioni interview that uh, where he just says – People need to believe that their boss cares about them. They they have they're they're yearning for that. They they mm-hmm. they hunger for that. And I I feel like we love the phrase that that we're a leadership development company that happens to be in healthcare. But when we ask the question, what how much time and effort and energy are you spending to develop your leaders? There's we're met with blank stares. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to develop leaders, to prioritize these one-on-ones and do them effectively. Yeah, it takes time to develop people. It does. It's not something you can just think about and offhandedly text about or talk quickly about. It it takes time and thought. And uh, you, but boy, you just, it helps us after. Yeah. I mean, when you're surrounded by more leaders. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, to me, that's the, the the greatest you know satisfaction I get is when I see the people that are on my team be successful and um, contribute, uh, and and I can step back and and watch them grow and take on new opportunities and projects and develop relationships with with everybody that we serve. Right. To me, that's that just makes me really proud and makes my job really satisfying for me. That's perfect. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate your time. You bet.